0: European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 44, Issue 25. Focus Issue, Dyslipidemias, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Craya. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Targeting hypercholesterolemia, challenges and opportunities. This is a focus issue on dyslipidemias there is a growing interest in homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia, or HOFH, also related to new exciting therapeutic opportunities. The issue starts with the special article entitled 2023 Update on the European Atherosclerosis Society Consensus Statement on homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia New Treatments and Clinical Guidance by Marina Kuschel and colleagues from the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. The authors update clinical guidance for HOFH, explain the genetic complexity, and provide pragmatic recommendations to address inequities of HOFH care worldwide. Key strengths include updated criteria for the clinical diagnosis of HOFH and the recommendation to prioritize phenotypic features over genotype. An LDL cholesterol, or LDL-C, greater than 10 millimoles per litre, or greater than 400 milligrams per deciliter, is suggestive of HOFH and warrants further evaluation. The statement also provides state-of-the-art discussion and guidance to clinicians for interpreting the results of genetic testing and for family planning and pregnancy. Therapeutic decisions are based on the LDL-C level. Combination LDL-C lowering therapy, both pharmacological intervention and lipoprotein lipoproteinopheresis, or LA, is foundational. Addition of novel efficacious therapies, i.e. inhibitors of proprotein convertase subtilism stroke kexin type 9, followed by evinacumab and or limitopide, offers potential to attain the LDL-C goal or reduce the need for LA. To improve HOFH care around the world, The statement recommends the creation of national screening programs, education to improve awareness and management guidelines that account for the local realities of care, including access to specialist centres, treatments and cost. This updated statement provides guidance that is crucial to early diagnosis, better care and improved cardiovascular health for patients with HOFH worldwide. The issue continues with a Great Debate contribution, entitled Great Debate – Lipid-lowering therapies should be guided by vascular imaging rather than by circulating biomarkers by Lale Tokozoglu and colleagues from the Hajeta Bay University in Ankara, Turkey. The authors point out that dyslipidemias are an important modifiable risk factor for atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and lipid-lowering is an integral component of cardiovascular prevention. In attempts to refine prediction further and tailor therapy in an optimal and cost-effective way, imaging and biomarkers have been utilised. The debate focuses on whether biomarkers or imaging can help us answer the following questions better. How can we better identify the seemingly low to moderate risk patient who will benefit from lipid-lowering therapy and the high-risk patient who needs treatment intensification? Which tool will aid our decision to intensify or de-escalate lipid-lowering therapy? Can imaging or a biomarker help us choose the ideal lipid-lowering regimen in each individual? Lipids are central in the development of cardiovascular disease. In a clinical research article entitled, Lipid distributions in the global diagnostic network across five continents. Seth Shea-Martin and colleagues from the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland, USA aim to characterize variation in lipid profiles across different countries to improve understanding of cardiovascular risk and opportunities for risk-reducing interventions. This first collaborative report of the Global Diagnostic Network, or GDN, evaluates lipid distributions in 17 countries from 9 laboratory organisations providing clinical laboratory testing in 5 continents. This cross-sectional study assessed aggregated lipid results from patients aged 20 to 89 years tested at GDN laboratories from 2018 through 2020. In addition to mean levels, The authors assessed the World Health Organization total cholesterol risk target less than 5.0 millimoles per litre or less than 193 milligrams per deciliter and proportions in guideline-based LDL-C categories. This study of greater than 461 million lipid results found wide variations by country stroke region sex and age. In most countries total cholesterol and LDL-C peaked at 50 to 59 years in females and 40 to 49 years in males. Sex and age group adjusted mean total cholesterol levels range from 4.58 millimoles per liter or 177.1 milligrams per deciliter in the Republic of Korea to 5.4 millimoles per liter or 208.8 milligrams per deciliter in Austria. Mean total cholesterol levels Exceeded the World Health Organization target in Japan, Australia, North Macedonia, Switzerland, Germany, Slovakia, and Austria. Considering LDL-C categories, North Macedonia had the highest proportion of LDL-C results greater than or equal to 4.91 millimoles per liter, or greater than or equal to 190 milligrams per deciliter, for both females (9.9%) and males (8.7%). LDL-C levels less than 1.55 millimoles per litre, or less than 60 milligrams per deciliter, were most common among females in Canada, 10.7%, and males in the United Kingdom, 17.3%. The authors conclude that this large-scale study sheds light on the worldwide variability in lipid levels, which may reflect inter-country differences in genetics, lipid testing, lifestyle habits, and pharmacological treatment. Despite variability, elevated atherogenic lipid levels are a common global problem. These results can help inform national policies and health system approaches to mitigate lipid-mediated risk of cardiovascular disease. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Kausig Grey and Fortius Barkas from the Imperial College London Faculty of Medicine in the United Kingdom. The authors conclude that the effort of the GDN consortium is to be applauded as it aggregates a huge amount of data from a diverse set of countries across the globe, which in itself is remarkable. This project shows the potential utility of regional surveillance of cholesterol and potentially of quality metrics and performance indicators through use of electronic health records. The next step for the authors could be the expansion to other regions and countries but, more importantly, to see how this resource might be used to improve current practices. Statins play a key role in cardiovascular prevention. In addition, evidence suggests that high-dose statin loading before percutaneous coronary revascularization improves outcomes in patients receiving long-term statins. In a clinical research article entitled Statin loading before coronary artery bypass grafting, a randomized trial. Oliver Liacopoulos and colleagues from the University Hospital Cologne in Germany aim to analyze the effects of such an additional statin therapy before surgical revascularization. This investigator-initiated randomized double-blind and placebo-controlled trial was conducted from November 2012 to April 2019 at 14 centers in Germany, adult patients, N equaling, 2635, with a long-term statin treatment, greater than or equal to 30 days, who were scheduled for isolated coronary artery bypass grafting, or cabbage, were randomly assigned to receive a statin-loading therapy, or placebo, at 12 and two hours prior to surgery using a web-based system. The primary outcome of major adverse cardiac and cerebrovascular events, or MACE, was a composite consisting of all-cause mortality, myocardial infarction, or MI, and a cerebrovascular event occurring within 30 days after surgery. Key secondary endpoints included a composite of cardiac death and MI, myocardial injury and death within 12 months. The prevalence of the primary outcome, or any of its individual components, was similar in the two groups. Accordingly, secondary endpoints including cardiac death and MI, the area under the troponin T release curve, and death at 12 months, were comparable between treatment arms. Liacopoulos et al. conclude that additional statin loading before cabbage fails to reduce the rate of mace occurring within 30 days of surgery. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Lina Badimon, Gemma Villahour, and Guilmar Mendieta from the Hospital de la Santa Creo y Sant Pao Institute de Recerca in Barcelona, Spain. Badimon et al conclude that while the potential benefit of intravenous statin treatment regimens intended to inhibit cellular and molecular events in ischemia and revascularization-induced organ damage in association with percutaneous coronary intervention and surgical procedures remains to be investigated in the clinical setting, the deleterious effects of rosuvastatin on acute kidney injury detected in the STIX trial are of clinical relevance and should be taken into consideration in the management of cabbage patients. Apolipoprotein C2 or c 2 is thought to activate lipoprotein lipase or LPL and is therefore a possible target for treating hypertriglyceridemia. In a translational research article entitled, Inverse association between apolipoprotein C2 and cardiovascular mortality, role of lipoprotein lipase activity modulation. Unter Selbernagel and colleagues from the Medical University of Graz in Austria Note that its relationship with cardiovascular risk has not been investigated in large-scale epidemiological studies, particularly allowing for apolipoprotein C3, or APO-C3, an LPL antagonist. Furthermore, the exact mechanisms of APO-C2-mediated LPL activation is unclear. APO-C2 was measured in 3,141 participants in the Luric trial, of which 590 died from cardiovascular diseases during a median, interquartile range, follow-up of 9.9 years. APOC2-mediated activation of the glycosyl-phosphatidyl-inacetyl high-density lipoprotein-binding protein 1, or GPI-HBP1-LPL complex, was studied using enzymatic activity assays with fluorometric lipase and very low-density lipoprotein, or VLDL, substrates. The mean APOC2 concentration was 4.5 milligrams per deciliter. The relationship of APOC2 quintiles with cardiovascular mortality exhibited a trend towards an inverse J-shape with the highest risk in the first, or lowest, quintile and the lowest risk in the middle quintile. Compared with the first quintile, all other quintiles were associated with decreased cardiovascular mortality after multivariate adjustments, including APOC3 as a covariate, or P being less than 0.05. In experiments using fluorometric, substrate-based lipase assays, there was a bell-shaped relationship for the effect of APOC2 on GPI HBP1 LPL activity when exogenous APOC2 was added. In APOC2-containing VLDL-substrate-based lipase assays, GPI-HBP1-LPL enzymatic activity was almost completely blocked by a neutralizing anti-APOC2 antibody. The authors conclude that the present epidemiological data suggests that increasing low circulating APOC2 levels may reduce cardiovascular risk. This conclusion is supported by the observation that optimal ApoC2 concentrations are required for maximal GPI-HBP1-LPL enzymatic activity. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Robert Hegele from the Western University in London, Ontario, Canada. Hegele notes that Selber, Nagel and colleagues are to be congratulated for shining the spotlight anew on ApoC2 a neglected and surprisingly complex little protein. The questions raised by their interesting study should stimulate more research that would ideally deconvolute some of the apparent paradoxes posed by this essential cofactor for LPL. Population studies of ApoC2 DNA variants, for instance, in the UK Biobank may help. Also, durable mimetic peptides such as D6-PV, might advance our physiological and pharmacological understanding. The clearest case for the APOC2 supplementation would be for prophylaxis of pancreatitis in patients with the APOC2 deficiency subtype of familial chylomicronemia syndrome. However, the findings of Selma and colleagues, if confirmed and expanded upon, may point towards a new path with potentially wider benefits. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.